So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast with Telco. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired you to start making music, and what does your project name mean? Um, I guess I started making music uh, when I was 19. Uh, I was a huge fan of music my whole life. Um, and eventually I just got so into being a fan of music that I was like, I got to just figure out a way to get involved in music somehow. So I went out at 19 years old and bought a keyboard and just started teaching myself piano and started immediately kind of writing songs from that point. Um, and I started, I think I got Pro Tools for like my 21st birthday, I started recording music. Um, and then the project, I guess, really started... Mm, maybe like two years ago, I, I reached out to an old friend uh, from high school. He was the only guitarist that I really knew. Um, I was working in finance at, at the time as a trader. And I asked him, I was like, look, I have these demos. I was like, we help me record like one of them into like a, a finished track. And he was, he was kind enough to jump on board and do it. And that ended up being a song of mine called say hello. Um, and that was done in like September of 2019. Um, and once I had that, I was like, okay, I need to go record this EP that I've always wanted to record. So I quit my job the next year, right. As the pandemic was hitting, mm -hmm. moved back home to Pennsylvania and, uh, I started recording my EP, um, which we put out in September of 2020. Mm -hmm. So that was the birth of Telco, the solo project. Um, the name is just, um, a word I saw on a door somewhere once <laughs> and I was like, simple. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, okay, that's going to be my name now. Um, and I figured nobody has any like associations with that word. And I was like, it'll be easy to just assume it as mine and be like, this is what my project is now. Um, and it's worked so far. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So you like dropped everything to go record the CP pretty much, right? That's what yeah. it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was always um, it was always my goal. To, to get into music eventually. Um, and I figured, okay, well, why don't I go get a good job and save up enough money to like kind of fund myself. So I'm not gonna be reliant on like getting a record deal or something like that. Um, so I did three years working as a trader on wall street and saved up money and was recording music on in my, whatever free hours I had outside of work. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, that pandemic hit and I called my bosses and I was like, they didn't even know I made music. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving uh, to go pursue music and moved back in with my parents and recorded the EP out of my basement. And here we are. Okay. Wow. You took yeah. a leap. That's awesome. Yeah, it was definitely a leap because it was my plan all along to quit at the beginning of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, the circumstances in which I was would be quitting, I had no idea there was going to be a pandemic coming. So it was like... <laughs> So I remember being on the phone with my parents and being like, I'm doing it. I was like, I'm still quitting. Like, I don't care. And they're like, you like, this is like a once in a hundred year type thing. Like you can't quit your job. And I was like, I don't care because I knew that if I didn't do it, then I was going to get stuck. You know what I mean? I was going to yeah. get comfortable or um, complacent or, you know, the money or, or whatever. And I was like, if I don't do it now, I was never going to do it. So I decided I was like, you know, if it backfires, I'd rather, I'd rather live with the regret than, than live with the, the, you know what I mean? Or I'd rather live with the failure than live with regret. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. God damn. Really impressive. Oh my God. Like, I know there's a lot of stories out there like that. Like, you know, quit my job to pursue music, but we've never actually interviewed someone that's done that. So I find oh, really? this really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, 
Well, the way I described it was like this. I was like, if you're walking down the street and you find a $20 bill, right? Mm -hmm. It's not easy or it's not too hard to give that $20 bill up because it never felt like it was yours, right? So if somebody came up to you right after you found it and was like, can I have $20? You'd be like, yeah, sure. It was never really mine anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt about my job. It was like, I knew that this was never going to be my life, that I wasn't going to spend my whole life in finance. And so all of the, like the money, like, and everything that I could have had by staying at that career never felt like it was going to be mine anyway. So giving it up was not as hard as like it could have been. Um, I mean, granted in the middle of a pandemic, giving up your sole source income and moving back with your parents is always going to be frightening, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was a little easier in that sense because it was always the plan from day one. Okay. Wow. Again, that's really impressive. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. Appreciate it. Of course. Um, so congratulations on your newest release, Minus Nine. How do you felt the response to it so far? It's a great track. I love it. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's been it's been really good. Like, um, it's cool because the EP was definitely a bit more like dark and reflective. Um, and so the people who liked that EP were, you know, it was a bit more emotional and stuff like that. And so it was cool now to get a bunch of people hitting me up and DMing me and being like, Oh, minus nine is a song. I love playing in the car with the windows down, like that type of thing. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Um, I just wanted to make something different. Like I said, I I got into this because I was a fan of music first. And so the idea of sticking to one genre or sound or, you know, not going out and exploring different things was, was never what I wanted to do. So being able to take like, say hello which was my big song from the ep which was like an indie folk song and then pivot into this indie pop kind of anthem song um it's just cool to be able to do that so oh yeah definitely yeah uh so is there any meaning behind the single name recover art uh yeah so it's pretty much as arbitrary as the name telco um i recorded the the original demo was just a voice note i did um for my iphone when i was living in in New Jersey. And I had to transpose the song down nine keys. Uh, and so it was in my voice notes as minus nine, just to remind me, um, how many keys I had transposed it. Um, and then as I started building out the song, I would always pull out this demo and listen to it. And it was always titled minus nine. And eventually I just got so accustomed to seeing it that I couldn't think of the song as being titled anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, but then the album artwork was something, um, my fiance actually does all the album art for, for my project. Um, and we were out on a bike ride in my hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania, and we were just taking a bunch of pictures and we've had this picture of a field that was by my house. And it just, with the, the, the feel of the song and everything like that, we felt like it fit. And then we just sort of turned it into the same cartoon style that we had kind of done for all the other album art. And it just turned into something kind of, you know, open and airy and pretty, which was kind of what the song was supposed to be. Okay. Definitely. Wow. So everything just kind of fell together, pieces, puzzle. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was great. And I mean, and working with my fiance on the album is like as easy as it gets, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's been perfect. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process? You said it all started on a voice note. Do all of your songs mm-hmm. start that way? Or was that just this one? Um, so... I guess it's a little bit different for each song. And I know everybody says that, but I, get, I think it's true. Like usually what will happen is um, I'm not, I'm not somebody who can like write 
10 songs in a week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really like sit down and just be like, I'm going to write a song today. It, it really, the reason I got into music aside from being a fan was because it was very therapeutic. Um, yeah. And so the only time I would write was when I felt like I needed to get something out, you know, that was inside of me. Um, so usually the process would always start was when I would be in that sort of state where I needed to get something out, I would just sit at a keyboard um, or a piano. And then I would just play chords until one of them sounded like what I was feeling like. Mm-hmm. Right. And then once I would have that chord, I would just sort of build it out from there and start, um, you know, writing the song structure. And then okay. I would typically get that into like a voice note. Um, and then that became the skeleton of the song. Once I decided that I actually wanted to finish that song, then I start to build it out in like, you know, pro tools or Mm -hmm. something like that. And we start like, for example, minus nine was this super quiet, uh, acoustic, like I was had to whisper the, the, the words because I was in my apartment and like, Mm -hmm. it was all on a piano and that was it. And then it turned up into this big open sort of like stadium pop song. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it really transforms like once we start building the song out. Okay. Definitely. That's really cool. I like that um, a lot. So where was your headspace at while you're writing this track? So this was when I was working in finance at the time. Um, and I was kind of, well, I was unhappy uh, because I wasn't doing what I ultimately wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I was kind of struggling with the concept where it was like, everybody was so proud of me that I had this job in finance and that I was doing well. And my parents were thrilled. Um, Cause you know, they had some hardship, like as we were growing up with job security and, and medical issues. And so they were just so happy. I had a stable job and things were good. Yeah. Um, but I would find myself miserable at my job. And then when I would come home, I was alone in New Jersey with no one that I cared about. And I was like, what's everybody so happy about? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what, why is everybody so pumped for me if I'm alone in New Jersey and everybody that I care about is not here? So um, I was kind of just struggling with that idea and sort of, I guess, the broader concept that anytime that you want to kind of go after things that you love or things that you think will be successful, you, it typically takes you away from all of the things that you do care about. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's where I was when I wrote the song. And it sounds like it's an optimistic song and in, it, in a sense it is at least like instrumentally, but if like the, the lyrics themselves, like it's not as bad as it seems to be, but barely getting by is not enough to me or enough for me. It was like the main hook. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's not that bad being here, but it's also not that great either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And that I assume also helped you just make the jump of just like, okay, I'm finally going to do it. Yeah, exactly. It was like, did I want to be in that mindset for the next 60 years or whatever? You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I would always sort of project what my life would look like, uh, like five years down the road if I didn't do anything. Right. Like, so if I stay at this job, what's my life going to look like five years from now? Mm-hmm. And any way I sliced it, it was looking miserable. I was like, either I'm going to be living in like some New Jersey suburb surrounded by the same people that I like, you know, work with all day and I'm working in finance and I'm spending long hours and I'm commuting for two hours into work. And it's like, any way I sliced it, I was not going to be happy. So, um, when I took the leap to do music instead, I was like, yeah, it's much more uncertain what my life's going to be like five years from now, but at least there's options for me to be happy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
That makes me so happy. Okay. (laughs) Um, So while listening through the single, what band or artist influences pop out the most to you, if any? Uh, Well, I've I've openly admitted that Bleachers is a a huge influence for me. That's probably pretty apparent um, by the sound of the music. Um, I was a huge Coldplay fan too. I just... I know like people love to hate on Coldplay, but there's a reason why they're, they're as big as they are. Yeah, um, you got a and, point. and growing up with their music was like, yeah, it influenced me, you know, it, it also, I took a lot from like 80 stuff that my parents used to listen to. In fact, like minus nine started with that piano riff. That's like three quarters of the way through the song. And that was very like journey esque type of piano line Mm -hmm. um and I listened to like a lot of like Bruce Springsteen and stuff like that for my parents and so that 80s influence was like very prevalent and so I basically wanted to take all of those influences and bring them into like a live environment so I wanted the song to sound like it was being played in front of you live you know Mm -hmm. um and so that's why everything is a bit more like reverbed out and you know has this sort of stadium feel as opposed to something more two-dimensional okay Definitely. I know you keep bringing it up and I just do, I want to confirm with you. It does sound like a stadium song, like a massive stadium. You can hear everybody like singing along with you. It's yeah. definitely that vibe. And it. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. That was the goal, like going mm-hmm. into when we brought it to the studio, um, we worked me and Eric, who's the guitarist who I worked on say hello with, we mm-hmm. brought it to um, our producer, Rob, uh, who produced the track and we were sitting around and we didn't have the chorus, the, the way we had the chorus originally in the demo that we created was like very like overly cheesy, kind of like pop rocky instrumental. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, we wanted to get out of that realm and get it more into that stadium feel. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we like stripped all the snare drums out of the chorus and stuff like that. And so you just get this big, like pulsing kind of chorus that really opens everything up into this big stadium feel which was like huge for me because that's all the stuff that i used to love mm-hmm. definitely oh, yeah. all right uh so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this single for new listeners in three words no more no less let's say open airy and optimistic okay. oh nice well, good Does that that's seem perfect that's good okay, yeah that's good. awesome uh, so kind of in the same vein of the last question, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this song to invoke in your listeners? Um, uh, you know, I think authenticity was always the most important thing for all the music that I was writing was like accurate representations of what life is really like. Mm-hmm. So not over glorifying things and not being overly like, emotional about things either so yeah um like on the ep that was something that i focused on a lot was giving you like an honest you know representation of what my life was like and my experiences and what relationships were like and what it's like working in a job you don't like and so um i think authenticity was like the big thing and especially with minus nine too it's like yeah it's this big you know open song um but at the same time i wanted like the lyrics to be a bit more honest honest and authentic and raw you know what i mean i don't know yeah yeah uh so is this single leading up to anything or is it standalone and if it is leading Uh, up to anything can you tell us about it tell us everything yeah so i originally went into 2021 being like 
I, well, because the UP came out pretty late in 2020. Mm -hmm. So I was like, still kind of wanted to be in that cycle. Um, and like when live shows open up and hopefully we get out and start playing these songs, I want the EP to kind of still be that cycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, some of that has changed recently. Um, we have been working on some other stuff that haven't really, really announced anything yet. Um, but I can definitely say that the, the plan for 2021 originally was just to release like maybe a, a cover and a single or something like that. That okay. looks like it's changing. It looks like it's going to be, um, more bigger body of work, at least coming in, in 2021, hopefully. So we'll see. Okay. okay. Um, you mentioned a cover. What, uh, are you looking at any songs right now? Are you able to tell us what song so, you're looking at? I can't tell you the exact cover, um, but what it looks like is going to be, it will be at least one, a a song by one of the bands that I mentioned as one of my influences. So I'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. All All right. right. So a Coldplay cover. We'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, So where do you see the project in the next five years? Oh man. Um, Well, I guess it depends on how much people like it. Um, You know, I, I, first and foremost, we want to get out and start playing live shows. Um, like whenever we're allowed to do that, (laughs) who knows when that's going to be. Um, you know, it's very frustrating. It's, it's good. And it's bad in a sense, releasing music during COVID it's, it's given me so much time to focus on the music and Mm -hmm. focus on like getting everything in place because nobody knew who what this project was when COVID hit. And now we're going to emerge from COVID as, you know, an established music project, which is great. Yeah. At the same time, you're so focused on, you know, streams and followers and all these numbers and statistics. And it's like very difficult to figure out, are, am I translating these numbers into real people? Like, Mm -hmm. are people truly connecting with my music? Because you can have 150,000 streams on your song, but are people going to go out and buy tickets to your show? Are they going to buy merch? Are they connecting with your music? Are they showing their friends? Like that's harder to gauge. And so for me over the next like five years, um, and I, I get the course of my whole music career is going to be about building real connections as opposed to just streams or followers and things like that. So um, I plan on keep, you know, just putting out, you know, branching out and doing all different kinds of genres and stuff like that. Like I said, the only thing that should link all the music that I put out is authenticity. That's the only thing that should hopefully be constant. Everything mm-hmm. else, the songs, the styles, the the vocal style, all that stuff is going to change. Um, and it already is like with some of the stuff we've been working on with this year. So um, I just want to keep kind of like exploring and, and trying out new stuff. Okay. All right. Um, you said that like, everything's going to change at some point. Would you ever do a uh, metal era? That's, you know what, that's, you're, you're probably calling me out on the thing that I probably wouldn't do. Uh, I, metal, metal music for some reason has just, I've listened to pretty much everything. And for some reason, metal has never hit me in the way that I know it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I grew I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, which like there's definitely a lot of like metal influence yeah. and people really like it here. And for some reason, anytime people play it, I just I don't know. You don't I just get never it. got no, I, I just yeah. never I never <laughs> could quite get there. I don't know why. Yeah. That's fair. That was yeah. me up until like 
last I'm so, year. I'm slowly converting really? Glory to a metalhead. Oh god, oh, really? no, it'll never happen. <laughs> yes, but it will. I'm you starting like to appreciate it. It's working. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I'll give them that. It's good. Jeez, it's he's doing it. I'm working Sounds on like it. Sadly, I am. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'm just too much of like a. I think I'm too soft, too think, emotional, or something. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It'd be cool though. It'd be cool. <laughs> it would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. My I've had some vocal cord issues in the, um over the last couple of years, and it's like if if I could do a metal song, I would happily do it at this point. Just yeah. if I could get my voice back to that shape, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. If anything, just have like a metal feature on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'll produce something. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be sick. All right. I'm in. I'll do it. Um, okay. So, for the last couple of questions, we actually shift away mm-hmm. from music and go straight to Death Row. Boom. So, if you're on Death Row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Boom again. Oh, hmm. It's a good question. Thank you. I think the drink would be a Long Island iced tea. Okay. I've always. That was always my drink. But pre-COVID, that was my drink. Because mm-hmm. it got you nice and buzzed very quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then food. So there's this pizza place in Hoboken, New Jersey. It's called 10th Street Pizza. And it's mm-hmm. amazing. It's me and my fiance's favorite place. Um, and I think it would be their just their round pizza was amazing. Um, I'd be happy with that. And, and then Long Island I see. And then... Give me the electric chair or whatever, and at least I'll be happy. All right. All right. Solid. Uh, uh, does that pizza have any toppings, or is it just like a no. traditional cheese? Just traditional. That's, That's it. Fair. That's all it takes. All right. Solid. Good choice. Good choice. So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? A fictional world? Mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. It is. These are the hardest Maybe. questions. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest one's up next. So I think I would do really well in that snowy planet in Star Wars. Is it, is it Hoth? Is that the, I think so. Is that the name of it? I think yeah, they do well so. there. It's a yeah. lot like Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's kind of what it feels like there. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think I could do well in isolation out there. Mm-hmm. Just get myself a nice little like stone hut something like that bring my instruments and things like that and just live out in the snow in a different universe i think i could do well there Uh yeah that sounds sick all Uh right uh so i have the honor of asking the last question and every single person you've spoken to have said it that it is the most important question okay what's your favorite color uh red it's not even close it's always been red it's Mm -hmm. it's it's not even like not even interested in other colors it's always been red <laughs> always been red but do you have a specific shade of red mm-hmm. oh my i have a song called shades of red on my ep so oh. look at that you just plugged my music uh, without me even knowing <laughs> oh my god perfect yeah so true. uh i i'm grown very fond of like maroon that was like what our the whole ep was kind of based around that color um mm-hmm. like our whole color palette kind of revolved around maroon which was kind of what telco and maroon were supposed to be kind of like you know intertwined yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah so, it's your color yeah yeah exactly like i bought all like maroon shirts for like interviews and it's probably like but as if anyone you're not wearing could. one yeah no i know i i'm in a new era we're in a new era now. oh yeah sorry sorry yeah but i was like yeah as if anybody cared when i had like you know a thousand streams and i'm 
wearing my color coordinated shirts, but to me it mattered. So yeah, that's all yeah, that matters. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Consistency. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so as I said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, just go listen to minus nine. If you haven't already, um, my Instagram is at telco underscore music. It's the best place to find me. I try and interact with everybody. I even released my personal cell phone number on my on my Instagram. That's brave. So yeah, it's, I'm trying to, like I said, in COVID, it's especially important to try and connect with people more than just through screens and stuff like that. So my cell phone number is there. We have like a Discord chat that people talk Ooh. in and stuff like that. So um, if you want to reach me and talk about music, it's definitely doable. I try and be as engaged as I can. So best place to find me is Instagram or my personal cell phone. That's a great place too. All right. Yeah. Oh my God. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for sitting out. This has been Telco and we're the Good Noise podcast.